0: This podcast is produced as a hobby and a labour of love. I am not and will not receive any monetary payments or rewards as a result of this podcast. I am not in any way affiliated with any organisations or rights owners of the music used in this podcast. The name iStar Productions is purely a fictional company. The podcast is only intended to be distributed amongst friends and is not intended to be distributed amongst the general public. Thank you. ladies and gents this is toes just before we get into the show i just wanted to say let's do all we can to eradicate racism in all its forms not only in the united states but all over the world black lives matter thanks for listening and now on to the show With a fresh sound, the Sunday Football Podcast is proudly brought to you by iStar Productions. Good morning ladies and gents and welcome to another edition of the Sunday Football Podcast. Today we're talking to Shirag Shah aka Striker. We're talking to Chigs about his humble beginnings in Cockfosters, how he got introduced to Sunday football, those Empire Rebellion games and a lot lot more. We'll be taking your questions, playing the new game Who Am I? And of course, high five and throw a pie. Okay, let's get into it. We're back. All right, let's get into it. Welcoming uh, Shirag Shah onto the Sunday Football Podcast. Shiggs. How you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. Enjoying this Sunday morning?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'd rather be uh, be out there playing um, with you guys. Definitely missing uh, missing Sunday football more than uh, most things. Um, you know, obviously, from my exercise perspective, but just uh, just missing football in general, really. So at least we have got um, Project Restart coming back, which is uh, probably the <laughs> The one highlight from this whole pandemic, you know, back-to-back football, uh, every game being televised, so there's going to be a lot of angry wives and girlfriends as we all um, post up in front of the TVs.
0: Well, they, they, you know, well, our wives and girlfriends should be happy. They've had our sole attention. uh... For X amount of for th- best part of three months, and on that note, marital bliss. Well, I was going to say, let's <laughs> see how
1: Sandra reacts to you uh, prioritising Newcastle versus Brighton and <laughs> over spending time with her.
0: <laughs> All right, let's talk about you and marital bliss, Jigs, rather than push it on me. How's bliss? In yeah, it's depth. it's good,
1: mate. It's um the interesting start to to marry life. Um, obviously getting married at the back end of Feb. Um, managed to get. Uh, get it in just in time. So very lucky and very thankful for that. Uh, got a little uh, mini-moon in uh, for a few days straight after the wedding, um, which was much needed. And then, um, you know, our main honeymoon is meant to be in October. So that's still up in the air as to what's happening with that, obviously, if we're able to fly and, and so forth. But, um, yeah, obviously, being uh, being locked up with uh, with the missus for <laughs> four months now, so... <laughs> He's definitely got used to my my bad habits. um So yeah, she hasn't she hasn't killed me yet.
0: She hasn't killed you.
1: I, I think okay. you, I think you still spend more time in the doghouse than uh, than most people do. So uh
0: I the doghouse has moved is pretty much in my front living room. That's where I reside most of the time. So nothing has changed. Nothing <laughs> has changed. It's all the same with me. It's all the same. Jigs, uh, before we get to this, may I thank you for inspiring. Uh, part inspiring the Sunday Football podcast. If you remember, it was my, my, both of us actually started, did this first ever Sunday Football podcast in January of last year after a game. And uh, obviously, you and Amir, um, Amir rather, uh, sorry, what's the word I'm looking for, um, gave me a new lease, lease of life when you introduced me to Anchor. So may I thank you very much.
1: Yeah. Um, well, Gil, yeah, I'm actually like, really enjoying the series that you've been putting together. Obviously, started, as you say, from the post game. Uh, reports which uh, which are great, uh, even if you haven't played, I like to listen in and just sort of see uh, see what was the flow of the game and stuff. But I think this whole series that you've been doing in um, in lockdown has been excellent. You know, interviewing each of um, each of the players, um, real sort of good insights into a lot of stuff that you know I wouldn't have known about. Like for example, like T playing semi pro, um, you know VIM's um, history as well. You know stuff like that. It's actually been um, yeah really 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 great stuff so yeah thanks thanks for putting it together man uh all for you guys mate all for you guys all for you guys now chigs um
0: let's talk about your intro music i think it's the from the soundtrack from michael jordan's last dance on uh, netflix um tell us why you've chosen that as your intro music
1: um i mean obviously it's no secret my love for american sports
0: um,
1: and uh you know we me and the missus actually sat down and watched the last dance um, together and absolutely loved it. You know Michael Jordan at the time as well, the biggest sports star on the planet, and um, that sort of will to win, that desire, just that sort of ability coupled with that work ef- work ethic. You know, it's you know if so you got your Cristiano Ronaldo probably your closest comparison in in the football world. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, absolutely loved. It. Obviously, he's very pro Jordan um, as a slant. So. Highly recommend it. Take it with a pinch of salt, some of it, but you know, just as a as a spectacle. And you know, the, the access they've got as a documentary. I mean, the fact that they managed to interview both Barack Obama and Bill Clinton in it. <laughs> you know, you've got two former presidents of the United States like appearing in this documentary to talk about, you know, arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. It's um, yeah, it's great great viewing. Um, but yeah, obviously, following you with my love for American sports. And also, I just like the song. You know, it's very, um, very me. I like sort of orchestral strings, atmospheric kind of music. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a very cool tune. Yeah. yeah, as a as a fellow
0: connoisseur of soundtrack chigs, you have uh, you have good taste. So I will definitely recommend uh, people listening to that track in full. Now, chigs, moving on from your intro music, we're now looking at your sleeve of the podcast. It's a picture that appeared in your promo. It's a picture of you and Robbie Fowler. Um, tell us uh, what I, I hate that guy. By the way, his <laughs> bloody hat tricks against them. Um, I, I thought that's right. The reason why you chose it, but tell us why that picture is special to you and why you've chosen that as your sleeve for the podcast. Well, I
1: mean, obviously, the hat trick is probably one of the the real sort of highlights of you know for what my memories of Robbie Fowler were. Um, but you know, he's basically growing up was my favourite player. Uh, absolutely idolise the guy and um, you know I still remember actually when he re-signed for Liverpool under Rafa um, when I found the news out like honestly I was so excited I was like running around crazy I was like calling everyone like oh my god Robbie Fowler's back blah, blah, blah. but basically I was, I was lucky enough to um, to meet him and basically play uh, a five-a-side game against him Jason McAteer Didier Harmon and John Aldridge and they had a random ringer as well um, in Dubai. And then we um, gave them a good game. Lost 2-1 to, to <laughs> the Liverpool legends. But um, of all the teams, you know, and just kind of the way I play football on Sundays, probably, you know, lack of creativity at times, but 100% <laughs> work rate. You know, we outworked them, but uh, Robbie Fowler obviously carrying a few pounds now. Um, Didier Harman... Was incredible for like his first touch. Like he just every time he got the ball, he couldn't get anywhere near him. And Jason McAteer was also very good, Nick as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, growing up, Robbie Fowler was um, was my idol. You know, just his goal scoring feats for Liverpool and that iconic um, blue and uh, sorry green and white away shirt. Yeah. horses. Uh, you know, that was my favorite kit growing up as a kid. And uh, yeah, so. Obviously, the hat-trick was, uh, as you say, against Arsenal at the time. It was the fastest hat-trick in the frame, wasn't it? So,
0: yeah,
1: uh, he definitely uh, definitely had his way with you guys, for sure.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, we we were kind of...
0: I, I think, actually, on that return game, I think we played you guys at Anfield. We lost, but I don't think he scored. I think he almost... I think, actually, from his shot, someone scored the rebound or something like that. But, yeah, we were... Again, I was thinking to myself, myself rather, yeah, um, Robbie Fowler's back. I think that's, oh, I think there was a, a magazine poll done, Arsenal top 10 nemesis. And I think either him, I think he was the one that was number one, either him or John Carew, but I think <laughs> it was Fowler. So yeah, yeah, we don't like that guy. We don't <laughs> like that guy. Okay. Now, Jigs, moving swiftly on, um, I've got a list of your nicknames here, Jigs. It, it's incredible. Uh, your best man, Stav had something along the lines of this at your at his speech at your wedding but then i sort of like compiled all the nicknames that i that i know you by. so here we go uh ladies and gents we've got chigs chiggy chigmeister chigsy babe chiz chisaldo drunken kaiser oz striker matthews Maj- <laughs> maharaj of gujarat all these nicknames chigs i'm gonna ask you to pick the one that you think suits you most
1: I still think it's for me, it's the original. Um, it's my email address as well. It's Chisaldo. Right. Um, is actually very football influenced growing up, watching obviously Brazilian footballers, Ronaldo's, Ronaldinho's. You know, it was, it was either going to be Chisaldo or Chisaldinho. <laughs> I went with Chisaldo. Um, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's that's very much me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Out of all those nicknames chiselda and that's a, and uh, the first time I heard it was this year actually so that's that's quite that's quite funny okay chialda is chicks that's one to add to add to Sunday football now chicks have you got a pen and paper handy My team. for your game My team. okay so chicks your game um as your heir apparent to the assist King award uh, unfortunately you've never won it uh, we might retire that award like I said in Raj's podcast because uh, it doesn't seem as if anyone other than him is going to win it. But nonetheless, Jigs, you're the heir apparent to that award. So, in the uh, in the history of Sunday football, we've had some great strikers. So you, as someone who thinks of yourself as someone who likes to assist people, I'm going to give you eight strikers uh, in MEF history. And I want you to uh, rank them in order of eight to one. Right, In order of eight to one in terms of who you feel was the best striker, so you got pen and paper handy for these guys. Yep. Okay, so uh, you've got in no particular order. Shaz, the emperor. Yep. Adam.
1: Zane Adam um, Smith.
0: Yes, Adam Smith. Yeah. Adam. Yep. Vito. Yep. Satch. Yep. Sniper.
1: Yep.
0: Uh Do you remember this guy called Little Manny? Do you remember that guy? My. Is he? Uh, was he okay? Let's grab him because I, 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 I'm I sure you played with him in mile end, but let's grab him. Let's give you Greg the Baker. I'm sure you remember, Gary yeah, the I remember Baker.
1: Greg.
0: Yeah, right. Greg the Baker, Wedge, yeah, and lastly, Zaman.
1: Okay, okay.
0: okay. So, uh, so once we come back at the end, you're going to arrange them in your, your order from eight to one. Okay, okay. All right, so Chigs, tell us about your humble beginnings growing up in Cockfosters with the Cockfosters Massive.
1: Uh, um, so it, it may come as a bit of a surprise to some of you and it may not to others, but um, I wasn't very good at football growing up um, as a kid. Um, you know, if anything, my parents actually used to say when they used to take me to like football camps and stuff, they'd see me like actively running away from the ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um yeah you know, primary school definitely you know didn't get to play with the uh, the cool kids with the tennis ball in the playground which wasn't good enough um so I was actually more of a, a goalkeeper um I used to play used to play hockey um as a kid and I was as a hockey hockey goalkeeper so I don't know if you if you see me on Sunday football in goal like a lot of the saves I tend to make are with my legs right so I've always had quite quick reflexes and you know that's my goalkeeping style comes from actually playing hockey because obviously the goals are uh, taller and, and um, thinner, so you know you're reacting more with your legs. Um, yeah, so actually I wasn't a very good footballer growing up, and then um, sort of and I developed basically when I got to school. I was, I was, I was actually more of a racket sport player, so I um, I got into the top group at PE at school just on my racket sport ability. Right. Wow. So, you know, badminton and tennis and stuff. And um, as a result, started playing football with the the better guys. Um, and it kind of just probably developed from there, really. But I wouldn't say uh, until probably it got to sort of uni, I actually even tried out as a goalkeeper for the uni teams. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we went to football trials, you know, freshest kind of sort of time. And um, at trials, I actually started out trialling as a goalkeeper and just realised, you know what, I'm not, in in eleven aside, I'm not a goalkeeper, so um, yeah, it's a very different sort of style. So yeah, I ended up basically yeah. moving back into sort of midfield, and then basically right back is my uh, natural position in eleven aside. Um, yeah, so made the uni team, never actually ended up playing for them because I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna hmm,
0: right. With any do with your night outs? Don't 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 discuss now because we're gonna come to that later, but make that let that be on your mind
1: <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> right so, gee, you see the, the funny thing is same with me actually um i didn't like football growing up and i actively used to run away from the ball as well whenever i was forced to play football so that's actually quite weird that uh we have that in common but weird weird enough so again someone who didn't necessarily gravitate to football um and then like you say you've just told us now uh, you got it, into it more in uni and that was in LSE, I believe. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, it's weird because the majority of the people that we play Sunday football uh, with, they we've all stemmed from City University, but you're an LSE boy. So tell us a bit about, um, you know, you in LSE and also as well. Well, you just told us that you didn't make the team and you, didn't, you couldn't be bothered, but just tell us a bit more about you in LSE. Yeah,
1: like um, uni was great, right? Like, you know, you're... Um... Obviously, I've always been in London, and you know, it's to um, make some great friends there and stuff. But for me, the main thing with football there was it was um, like Sunday football is now, and this is why I prefer playing with you guys than I do. Like, you know, I know you love your league football and stuff, but um, I love playing kicking about with mates. So, you know, uh, Wednesday afternoons when I was meant to be playing for the uni team, you know, we'd just go up to the park and would just play with mates, and it's just a lot. You know, jumpers for goalposts. Um, you know, you're not getting crunched in for tackles and stuff. So, <laughs> like, you know, I've got a bit of a temper at times. Um,
0: we we might come to that chick. So yeah, yeah we might come
1: so, to that subject. I mean, when it comes to league football, like the trouble is for me, I'm not physically um, strong enough, probably for league football, if I'm honest. Um, and so I don't like you know getting kicked about and you know stuff like that. So, I mean, I'll do it once in a while, but, you know, that's why you get with mates and, you know, Sunday football is playing football with your mates, but at a good level of, you know, standard, i say. So, um, yeah, that, that's for me, that's what uni was, you know, we just playing in the park. We used to, um, during when we were revising for exams, we used to live um, behind the Tate Modern. So we'd take a football out and play on the concrete outside the Tate Modern and, you know, people inevitably would be. Sliding in for tackles, even on things, <laughs> so cut cut knees and stuff. But yeah, with times, you know, Um you know, you know, my mates obviously you met at the uh, the wedding and um you met before and stuff. You know, that a lot of those guys we saw play football with back in the day. So
0: yeah, what a backdrop playing football uh, behind the tape modern.
1: Yeah, it, it was cool. It was, um, you know, I don't think it was necessarily allowed, but yeah, we we managed to push the boundaries on that. So yeah, that was cool.
0: So you say that obviously, you know, um, you developed more in the racket sports and that obviously got you to playing with more of the more, what's the word I'm looking for, the better sports kid, uh, the better. Yeah, the, sport, sport, the better uh, better. Uh, better. You know, so, but, but was there a particular moment in which you fell in love with football then? I mean, you know, you, you said earlier that you weren't really good at football, but did you like football, but you weren't necessarily good at it at that stage? Or yeah. was it something that suddenly clicked it's and funny, you, you like, fell in love?
1: I, I know. I've always been in love with football. So, like, obviously growing up as a Liverpool fan. Um, yeah, tell us your first, the, yeah, tell um, us your first love. Yeah, so my, 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 dad, was a, my dad was a Liverpool fan. Um, you know, he grew up in Kenya. So at the time, in the sort of 60s, 70s, Liverpool were dominating. So they were, you know, the ones that were shown on TV over there. So he sort of fell in love with Liverpool. And then when he came to the UK, he was studying up in Manchester. He used to go watch them play and stuff. So, um, yeah, he basically made me a Liverpool fan. So, I grew up with posters on my wall. You know, I've got the FA Cup of 92 that we won. Um, Got the poster of the team up on the wall. But I was still probably too young to fully appreciate it. So, I think my first real memory and love from football came from World Cup 94. Um, Probably wasn't the greatest World Cup. But at the same time, you know, it was the first first real World Cup that I got to see. Because obviously, England weren't... um, England weren't there, but yeah. Um, obviously, being in America, obviously the, the um, Babeto uh, Romario. You remember the gold, gold celebration? You know that that for me is so iconic. Um, you know, you had um, Alexi Lalas. It was all in the states as well, so they had that sort of glamour to it as well. But yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, I love. I've always loved football, and then obviously being Liverpool, my first real memory of that was the '95 Carling Cup win. Um well, it might have been the word that, I think it was the Carling Cup but we beat Bolton Coca-Cola the, Cup Coca-Cola Cup yeah, yeah. Uh, 2-1 um, you know so that was the sort of first real Liverpool memory and then obviously growing up watching games here and there and listening to it on the radio I still remember listening to the, um, the Liverpool-Newcastle game you know at Collymore stores at the end listening to that on the radio with my dad <laughs> um, but in terms of playing football and obviously World Cup 98 was probably for me the pinnacle of football But I've always played computer games, football computer games, always watched a lot of football, used to collect the stickers, you know, the, um, there used to be Merlin back in the day and obviously then Panini. Yeah. Um, But playing wise, I used to play a lot, but I just wasn't very good. And I don't know, it just happened from playing more and more, I think. And I think maybe I became more um, physically developed as well to actually do it. So I think that's really what it was.
0: That's, yeah. Yeah uh we all got to start somewhere and again which is pretty funny like me uh you know the fact that my first moment for real is probably uh of all world cups the world cup final of 1990 for some bizarre reason that's what sparked my interest in football before then didn't have any interest for it and yeah the 94 world cup obviously the super eagles that was our first uh, that was our first world cup and uh, that was great for us until we got knocked out by italy um dodgy penalty and all but there you go there you go there you go all right well Chiggs um Deutsche Bank uh is that where you met Sniper
1: uh it, it was so I met um I met Manny at uh, cricket at the cricket um so he worked for Namora. I worked for Deutsche Bank and one of our brokers had taken us to the cricket and actually Manny um, Manny's uh colleague was meant to come and he pulled out last minute so Manny just came along not knowing anything about cricket Wow, and what a we, did, of fate, huh? you know, drinking, and we basically realised we both love Liverpool, both love partying, um, and you know, obviously working in the same sort of in the same field and stuff, and basically became like great mates just from that, and going out a lot together, and then he's the one that introduced me to Sunday football.
0: Yeah, and that's what we're coming to next. So obviously, I, I think that, if I'm correct, maybe circa May or June 2004. Uh, Manny introduces some scrawny kid to Sunday football. Some of us may have moaned because it wasn't an authorised sort of like invitation. Manny just said, come in, I'm bringing my boy in. And that was it. We didn't know. Uh, we had Sir Stanley Matthews in our presence. So it, tell us it, about it, that first that first introduction into Sunday it, football.
1: It's so funny. I actually still remember that, that day so vividly. Because um, I think I remember the first thing I actually did was um, the ball kind of came to me. Um, it sort of bounced up and I basically took one touch, ran forward with it and then smashed a shot and it sort of ricocheted off the underside of the crossbar. It didn't go in. <laughs> like, I remember a few of the guys being like, oh, actually, we, <laughs> you brought a player down. Um, and then it was all downhill after that. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, no, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> As Raj said in his podcast uh, uh, last time we were on, uh, I think in that in that period is when he gave you that cross, and Sir Stanley Matthews was born with your with your commentary. But yeah, that's that's always the way to shut people up, isn't it? When you first play, just show them that you can be trusted with the ball, and then and then go to it. Uh, did you enjoy those first initial times of Sunday football? Or did you find it hard to to get um to adjust with the, with the crew? No, I, I absolutely
1: loved it. I thought the um the standard was good. It was competitive. Um. You know, not really knowing a lot. Obviously, only knew Manny. Um, but then, obviously, the the group of guys we play with are all, all excellent, right? And you know, I class some of you guys as my closest friends. So, you know, I've got Sunday football to thank for that. Um, and obviously, playing with you guys week in week out, and you kind of learn people's games and stuff. And you know, this is like the era of some real sort of old school players remember, like Nick Chan. Yeah. You know, see Greg the Baker you brought up. Um, Zaman, Shaz, you know like yeah, chicks tell, chicks tell
0: them tell these guys our history man. Rattle off some of those names in case they don't know our history. Rattle them off, chicksy. Well,
1: well no we, I think you, 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 we covered a bunch of them on the on the Legends podcast you did early on in the series. Um, it's funny, like there's a few guys that you you really look up to that I either never really played with that re- you know. It's maybe when I because I first started out, maybe I didn't yeah. like I didn't really realize who they were but like your your Ed and your ruse and your like uh chris hills and stuff i still remember viv from back in you know back in those days and yeah um yeah like viv has always been a trier you know <laughs> but, um but you know he always used to play for a bit and then the cricket season would come and viv would disappear yeah. um so you know nothing's really changed there
0: nothing's changed there
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's funny because, um, you know, you talk about, like, and this is one of the great things I love from Sunday football. what we're seeing, like, the development of players and, like, them improve over time. And, you know, you can see that from Viv as well. Like, the more he plays, he, he has got better. He can still definitely work on his finishing and his composure. But, you know, like, there's a lot of guys that I've seen come through and, you know, maybe we'll come to some of them later yeah. on, but... I- Guys like Speechly and, and stuff like that, you know, still one of my favorite players on Sunday football. Speechly, did you say? Um, yeah, like, I think the guy's brilliant. You know, just from, where, from when he first came, you know, we like, this guy's terrible. <laughs> if I'm on it. And, and Speech will probably say it to himself, but like, he, he, I think he won most improved player, I think three seasons yeah. running. Yeah. And, you know, it got to a point where like Speech is one of the, um, first names on my team sheet when I'm picking a team. Yeah, it's a, sh- when I'm era, like, it's you a know. shame. It's the
0: same Speechley didn't uh, carry on. I remember having a conversation with him where he said, look, I- I've won that award three years in a row and I don't really know where to go to break into winning um Defender of the Year because somebody else was winning it five times in a row probably. But there you go. Sorry, I didn't. I brought that in again. My apologies. I mean, come on, <laughs> but <laughs> okay, Chiggs, that um, that era, Finsbury, compared to what and in Finsbury, me and you know, obviously myself, you, Manny, Ricky, uh, Shaz, uh, and Zaman, we would enjoy playing football, and then the the banter afterwards. We'd go to Nando's and Tinseltown. That really did make it uh, something to just not the football to look forward to but the whole day. And then we'd go and watch a match as well. So that was some yeah, great I mean, days. Yeah,
1: that for me was the, the best times, right? Like, that's that's for me what I associate with Sunday football is that, you know, great game you play. You know, we have probably been out the night before as well. Um, you know, so we've all turned up hungover. You know, Manny's probably come from some chick's house straight to the game, um, normally late. <laughs> And, um, you know, would play and then we'll go for the de- the debrief afterwards with the Nandos. And, yeah, it's just the nights out, the catching up with mates. Um, absolutely loved it, you know. And actually, I, I kind of, you know, as much as I still love Sunday football now, I definitely miss that yeah, side of it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that happens, right? Everyone yeah. sort of gets older and gets different sort of priorities and stuff. But, um, yeah, that era for me was, yeah, like some of the best times of my life.
0: Yeah. And uh, funnily enough, moving in still with that era. um, So somehow, Chigs, you know, I saw you as quite... uh, That's why I give you the the nickname Ozstriker, because you play in the sensitive angle. So you're quite a sweet boy. But somehow, you got corrupted by the promises and wealth and lands of Shaz, the Empire. So tell us a bit about, from what you remember, the birth of the Empire Rebellion uh, rivalry and some of those great games. Um, I mean, when I was talking to... When I was asking for some questions during the week, Prax mentioned um, the the promo that me and you did for one of the series. Like uh, I think it was two years ago when we did that series. Choose your side.
1: We'll come to that. Was this when we basically basically tried yeah. to both of us get yeah, Prax and our yeah. team? We'll, we'll come to that. I mean, th- th- this is the thing for me, right? Obviously, there's been a lot of like rivalry games in Sunday football, which I I love, right? It adds a bit of spice to it and stuff. Um, I I'd say the the one thing definitely. That you- happened more in the Finsbury era and especially around that was your your match reports right you used to like write a detailed match report send it out to everyone on the email threads um, you know we've had like the the um, stone cold versus the you know, the yeah. Brock, <laughs> the, you know we challenge each other with the yeah. glove um, you yeah, know great great sort of stuff um, but for me the um, Empire Rebellion games are still the greatest rivalry in Sunday football just some of the epic games we've had, um, the promos we've had from it, you know, um, Vishgate, you know, stuff like that, like, obviously the whole Prax thing, you know, us, like, you know, putting calls in to get Raz to come in, you know, join the, join the, um, the Empire. But for me, it was, it was, Shaz was the main guy, right? Like, he um didn't he go on a he set he his go team, on
0: like an eight win uh eight game winning streak uh, or something?
1: Nine, nine, game, nine game winning streak and he kept conquering lands, taking over stuff. And you know, he, he gave me the the lands, gave me the titles. You know, I was one of his trusted lieutenants, you know, to the point now when I represent the empire when when he's not here.
0: That's why so, that's why you're the Maharaja of Gujarat now, that he gave you that title.
1: Exactly. I mean, what have you ever given me, toasted Other than you know abusing me, uh, you know. <laughs> I
0: that. I've given you nothing but love, Chiggs. Me and you are brothers from another mother. I Remember that. Remember that. Me and you are. Twins. We
1: are, mate. But, you know, like, um, yeah, like Sh- Shaz- Shaz's leadership in those in those games. I'd say, um, you know, and playing like on a team, him, Rez, uh, Raj know, yeah, and then you were playing against you, Gervais, Rick. It was wicked, you know. And then obviously we were playing against Vich initially, managed to get convince him to yeah, come that, sign that for us. was a terrible
0: time for the Empire, for the Rebellion, rather, when Vich turned Tanco. Turn I remember that well. Like me and him had a falling out in a, in a match. <laughs> uh, and then Vich, Vich turned Tenko. Turn we, we won that match, actually. We won, the Rebellion won the upcoming game. But still, I'm still hurting by that, Vichy babe, if you're
1: listening Listen, remember when, when Vader says, you know, join me and we can rule the galaxy, mate. <laughs> That's That's what Shaz is saying. And you're like, you'll hold up on Tatooine, you know, playing with the you want. Just <laughs> pathetic, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pathetic. All right, all right, all right. So, chicks, now, um, this is something we're going to come back to uh, uh, later on, I believe, but uh, you, I would describe you, and others I'm sure would, as a, an all-action midfielder even though you said that uh, in an 11er side game, you would be a right back Um, with a bit of a temper, as I've mentioned, but again, we might come back to that later. Um, So you like to arrive uh, late in the box and score. Um, And you also like to assist. So, uh, you know, obviously you started off as a right back. Uh, How did you sort of like get the confidence to sort of like push further into midfield? And what have you done to sort of like um, keep yourself playing in that position and, you know, Giving you all in that position.
1: So, like for me, obviously right-footed. Um, you know, I can use my left, but wouldn't you know? wouldn't say it's particularly strong. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm comfortable enough on both feet to, to use them. But with the you know with the right foot as a right back, I, lo- I love seeing what's in front of me. Um, I've got enough pace to get up and down. And for me, the main thing is the stamina and get up and down the pitch. Overlap. I'm a decent crosser of the ball, um, you know. So that's always been my sort of forte. So, um, and again, I'm probably not strong enough to play in central midfield in an eleven aside. So that's why, as right back, I think it's more my positioning, my recovery, my sort of ability to read where danger and come across and cover, but also support attack and play would have been would have been, would have been that. But obviously, with that ability to get forward and cross and stuff, that naturally leads you to kind of being a bit of a right winger as well. Um, but what I would say is, you know, I think Raj calls me it as well as uh, James Milner, right? <laughs> I'd probably say I'm one of the most sort of versatile players at Sunday Football, right? So I could play up front, centre mid, right wing, left wing, defence, you know, um, had some great performances in defence. You know, you, you call me the yeah, Kaiser. Yeah, that's where the drunken Kaiser um, came from. <laughs> Right, so like, um, and obviously in goal as well. So I think I suffer a little bit actually because I'm so versatile at so many different positions. You know, if if we're weak um, somewhere, like I'll naturally be the one that kind of goes and fills in there, or you know, and then it takes away from that necessarily my attacking game. Um, but the one thing I'd say for me is it's more like you know my ability to, to use space to enable other players around me to play better. Say so like I haven't got a particularly powerful shot. Like say for like Tom Green for example can shoot from range and he scores because he's got an excellent shot. He's a great threat. Like I haven't got that same level of uh, shooting. My like, Forrest <laughs> is another guy. You know that goal from midfield. Mine is more about the timing yeah. of the runs and you know one twos. You know creating space and that's why playing with certain players brings out my game better and I hopefully bring out their game better as with well. Which you know?
0: players? In particular,
1: like well, like so when when I used to play with Manny, right? Like me and Manny kind of had a bit of a a telepathic sort of thing. You kind of just knew where each other were going to go. Um, so I really like I love playing with him, you know, just because we knew each other's game. But um, in terms of Sunday football now, I, lo- I love playing with Raj. You know, I think as most people do because um, I think you know just understands the way to play the way I like to play. Likes to keep the ball moving, play into space. Um, I love playing with Satch on his team. I know he gets a, a bit of a bit of a bad rep, but I, I think Satch is a um, is a real threat and you know, an, an excellent footballer. Um, and, I, and the thing is, I love his work rate as well. You know, I, I like playing the work hard. Um, you know, and okay, you give the ball away fine, like we all do it but you're willing to trap back and, um, you know, recover from your mistakes. I like people taking risks as well in the final third. Like, I don't mind giving the ball away if it means you're trying to score. Um, so, yeah, not playing it safe then. Yeah, like, I, I hate it when, like, you've got a, you're have got you in a good position and you can develop something and then, like, oh, no, just pass it back and keep the ball and then the defence has got time to recover. Like, sometimes it's great to hit a ball over the top, right? I don't feel like if people do that, people get sort of moaned at for like, oh, why are you pumping it long? You know, we lose it. Well, like, let's say do it every time, but you have to mix it up a little bit.
0: I think I've been on the receiving end of a couple of uh, shirag glares when I don't pass it forward enough earlier or take a risky pass. Sorry, security guard um, complex. Sorry, (laughs) mate. Um, (laughs) On on that point, uh, I I can't let you go without describing... uh, two but in particular one uh, assist that you gave which um, which actually got Neil um, uh, winning the goal of the season last year in the MEF awards to hear, shout out there um, so I think if I remember correctly uh, you are just over the halfway line, uh, you play a, a lovely dinking cross over the defence uh, for Neil to smash in with his left foot first time into one of the top corners, do you remember that one
1: Chiggs? I do indeed, yeah. I mean, that's the thing for me. Like, I I always, like, I know you like, I am bitter about the whole assist king thing or what have you, but, like, some of the balls I play, like, I can hit the ball over the top with that right weight and that sort of check on it. Um, and it's those kind of, like, slide balls you sort of play in, into the sort of channels in between the defence that strikers then run on and stuff. Like, that's the kind of, play i sort of like to make and bring and i find when there's when we're playing seven aside that's my forte because there's a little bit more space to operate mm-hmm. in um and it kind of comes back to the the fitness thing as well like james milner obviously being very fit like i'd say i'm when i when i'm playing regularly my fitness is is excellent so attentive influence games more in the sort of that last 30 minutes as players are tiring so that ability to kind of get up and down late in games, and you know you're scoring goals in the last sort of five minutes when people are flagging, you're taking advantage of mistakes. That for me, I mean, the, the trouble with not playing so regularly, you know, you know, I haven't played that regularly last yeah. year just with everything going on around the wedding and yeah. stuff like that. I used to play football three, four times a week um, at one point. You know, so I was playing a lot, and that's kind of when I was probably in my prime. And your recovery time is a lot better. You know, if you get injured, you recover quicker and you've got the sort of the youth and the sort of stamina to recover from all that. Um, but it makes you a better player because when you come to Sunday football, playing five-a-side, your touch is naturally better in shorter spaces and stuff. And that's the one thing I wish I... I wanna, this season, once we come back to playing, I want to be playing regularly to get my fitness up to those levels yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. In games. And eh? on
0: that point, uh, before I move on to the next question, on that point about um, uh, scoring goals, crucial goals in the last uh, five minutes or so, we, I must uh, give a shout out to uh, your performance in that Game of Thrones semi-finals. House Baratheon versus House Lannister. I was injured and I was in goal. I made a couple of great saves from my son, Tom Green, and then I threw out the ball to you, and then I think we were actually two goals down. I think you did it twice in a row to to score two crucial goals to make us go to penalties, right?
1: Yep, indeed. Um, the funny thing is that, that, obviously, those, but my actual favorite um, last minute winner was one of the Empire Re- Rebellion games, probably the greatest goal I've ever scored, um, actually. So I don't, I don't know if you remember it, but yeah, it was basically tied literally the last 30 seconds of the game. And I basically picked up the ball at right back and then played a 1 2 with Shaz, kind of. Around the halfway line, and I basically run the entire length of the pitch, beating two guys, and stuck it in the bottom corner, um, and won us these, the game. Uh,
0: these, these are games I've that, had to that for me was games I've had to block out of my mind, mate, because that is just that 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 sounds almost on a par with uh Shaz's winner in the all time game in in Frinsbury. So that you know, where I curled up in the in the feet feet of position, position, yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, I'd have to scrap that one from my memory as well, chicks. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so um yeah i mean you know but again that comes from you know at the time having that level of stamina to be able to keep running you know the entire length of the pitch in the last 30 seconds yeah. of a game
0: yeah all right uh Chiggs, so on that point uh moving on uh you know you are a winner though uh with angel fc unfortunately you were only able to play <laughs> one game as you said because you um we're pretty much involved with the wedding and stuff. Um, how do you feel about being, uh, an, you know, part of the team that won the SFPL title for the first time? And uh, what are your hopes for when lockdown, you know, is over and uh, Angel FC, you can be a real part of that going forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously the aim is to repeat this season coming up when we when we resume. Um, obviously, you and Emran. Show great leadership to uh, to carry us to the title. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to, to play in as many games as I would have liked to. You have, did, John, you to did we, we made yeah. you
0: do a John Terry at the war, at the awards, didn't we?
1: Hey, I mean, listen, right? I mean, remember when Jamie Redknapp got brought up to lift the trophy when Liverpool did the uh, did the yes, treble? Yes. And you've been, you've been in most of the season, but, you know, he's still key member of the team. He, he was still our captain, you know, inspired the players... I feel like I still have the same effect, you know. Absolutely. So um, absolutely, <laughs> more moral, more you know, clapping from the sidelines as opposed to influencing on the pitch. But I think season two, I'll be back on the pitch and uh, influencing good, games. Good, 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 good. good. Um, Chigs, as we
0: saw in your promo during the week, um, you've got a reputation for having uh, a, a like of big nights out. Um, generally, as we've seen <laughs> over the years. Um, you know a lot of these have been on the eve of games so one hopes that uh, married life might mature you uh compared to uh you know <laughs> so one hopes that you might not be doing that as much um so comparing shirag um shah married life to shirag shah uh of the old days uh do you think you're still gonna be uh, out on the town chicks or are those days out for good now uh, I'm, not gonna,
1: I'm not gonna rule them out completely <laughs> Um, you know, never say never, but they've definitely, they've definitely reduced the number, um, and, um, aggressiveness, shall we say, you know, there's, there's less hours of power. Oh yeah. Um, oh
0: yes. Hours of power.
1: Yeah. I think, um, yeah, settling down is definitely, you know, going to hopefully settle me down, um, off the pitch as well. The night's out. But the funny thing is I always say, like, I tend to play better when I'm a little bit drunk, you know, you play a little bit more on instinct. <laughs> although there is, there's a fine balance so you know if you overcook it a little bit then yeah you turn up and you're a complete wreck which uh, you know maybe when you sober up in the second half you sort of start playing better but yeah I, th- I think definitely uh, there'll be less nights out and, for and you're sure. definitely
0: going to be playing chicks because I've got unconf- I've got unconfirmed reports that uh you know due to married life you might be looking to retire and hanging up the boots can you can you put those rumors to bed here live on the podcast? 100% put those rumors to
1: bed. these rumors sound like U toast. Hey, hey, hey. I've heard a lot of rumors from you, like wanting nope, to retire and stuff, going into full time podcasting <laughs> now. And, stuff. and we can multitask, you know, like I'm, I'm not giving up Sunday football for yeah, anything.
0: That's what we want to hear. We want to hear that married life doesn't mean that your football career ends. As long as you put that to
1: bed, I mean, we're all happy. Well, I tell you what, look at Ricky, right? Ricky's got three kids still drives all the way from Northwood to Mileland Mile End every Sunday morning and back. I mean, if, if Rick's doing it, then I don't think anyone's got an excuse.
0: <laughs> for the love of the game. Uh, for the love of the game. Now, speaking of game, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the other game. So, Chiggs, you're one of the proud presenters, along with Amir and Muddit, um, of the Fumble Recovery podcast, talking all things uh, fancy American football. So um, tell us a bit about, you know, a bit about your love for the other football not too much because this is a proper football podcast um yeah. but yeah tell us a bit more about your love for for american football how did that develop and who's your
1: favorite team attacking? um so the funny thing is i don't actually have a team i actually just love the sport and what i what i love about it is because i can watch uh games without having a vested interest per se right. in it I you know i love the the the, uh, the physical nature of the sport, you know, the, some of the plays these guys are making, the, the incredible athleticism. But also, the, I know people say it's very stop start but I actually really like that, um, you know, it's, it, each play is designed. It's like playing chess, like, you know, you're trying to outthink the other team and stuff, and then you kind of analyse what's going on. Um, you know, if he doesn't have the same level of passion as, say, a football game, but... You know, like, the actual sport's amazing. Also, the, uh, the fans I prefer as well. You know, you can go to a game and wear the rival team's colours and sit with the home team, and you're not going to get, you're not going to get, like, beaten <laughs> up, right? Like, okay, if you start acting up, you will. But, you know, like, I've been to, like, some of the massive rivalries to games when I was a bit, when I've been in the States, like, um, Texas, Oklahoma, right, from a college right. perspective. Um, it play, It's played at a neutral venue. Um... And the fans, you know, like eight o'clock in the morning are like getting tanked up and they're chanting like their, their college songs at each other. But there's no trouble really, right? Like everyone's pissed up by 11 o'clock in the morning because they've been tailgating. And it's just a great atmosphere. Um, and obviously, so the love of the game is we created a podcast because I do a lot of fantasy football around it. Um, and it's basically, we talk a lot anyway about it. So we thought we'd make a podcast about it and try and just get other people interested in it, you know? So um, if anyone is curious about it and wants to learn more about the sport and um, fantasy football, you know, uh, have a listen. And uh, if you've got any questions, obviously give us a shout and we can take you through in a bit more detail.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. stuff. All right. Well, bringing us... Hopefully uh, hopefully we'll get you involved as well, in a league. The thing is, the funny thing is, right, I've watched, I, I don't watch any games in the regular season. Obviously everyone watches the Super Bowl and I've watched uh, maybe three, two or three Super Bowl finals. And each one of those have been absolute spectacles. So I, I, I just, I think I need to have a team and then I can follow it properly, to be honest. Uh, and, but it's all the stats kind of stuff. Cause I'm not really good at like taking that in. I can just amount hack it with normal footballers, so to speak, but it's all that kind of stuff that maybe, maybe I'm a bit reluctant to get into fancy football stuff, but Hey. Uh, old dogs can learn new tricks. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> I, I, I because everyone says I'm old. That's why I said that.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't worry, folks. I mean, I'm not going to bag you out for it, but yeah, that uh, that Nigerian passport definitely needs at See, I need
0: to put that rumor to bed, Ricky. I need to put that rumor to bed. Right, Shiggs. Before we go to a break, um, can you give us one of your all-time MEF uh, favorite moments, if you can?
1: Um obviously like it comes back to me for the Empire Rebellion games. I've got so many memories from those. Um but yeah, Vish Vish obviously won. <laughs> um that, that last minute goal that I scored probably is my my yeah. highlight. Uh from Sunday Sunday football. But yeah, there there's been some games where been an absolute fire, you know, scoring for fun. Um yeah, I think the Empire, basically the whole Empire Rebellion series. And then, you know, we've had our kind of series, you know, Stone Cold versus The Rock, The Rock and Sock Connection, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I've been playing a long time, so there's too many too memories, ready, dude. Many.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to go to a break, but just before we do, obviously, um, there's a lot of... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, the world's a different place from when we started the podcast, uh, the, our last podcast, obviously, two weeks ago with um, the unfortunate death of George Floyd and obviously the movement that it sparked or re-sparked rather Black Lives Matter, because that movement has been around since then. So uh, obviously it's a serious time. We're living in serious times. It's a serious message. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts, Chigs, because obviously, you know, Sunday football, one of the great things about Sunday football is we're a multicultural bunch uh, of guys and friends, dare I say. So it's something that's really important to me um, to get across that, it's not just about Black Lives Matter, obviously, but um, it's about all races, you know, you know, standing up against
1: racism. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, uh, this is the thing that annoys me when people go, "Like, all lives matter." Like, of course, all lives matter, right? Like, it, it goes without saying. But the difference is, you know, you if you're if you're a black man or woman in the US, you are. Going to be sort of targeted by the police as we've seen, right? And so, you know, you don't get that same level of, of threat mm. um, elsewhere. So that's why people are sort of protesting and uprising and trying to sort of, they've had enough. And there's an absolute travesty what happened. And it's a real sort of sad indictment of the world that it's taking this to sort of spark sort of debate around it, you know. There's been so many yeah, instances perfectly. like this previously. And and every time it's harrowing and shocking. And, you know, you talk about the, the greatest country on the world. I mean, if you're letting this happen on your soil, then something is seriously wrong. You know, and I, as you say, I don't, I don't get too political about it, but the great thing about Sunday football is the fact that, you know, you, you play hard on the pitch. You know, you might have a bit of argy-bargy, what have you, but we're all mates. We all come off and once it's we leave it on the pitch right and you all mates afterwards and there's no hard feelings and we all get on and everyone's very tolerant and respectful towards each other's sort of ideals and and views um and it's just a shame that you know that doesn't extend across society Yeah.
0: yeah very very sad times uh that we live in in these days and we can only just hope that uh there's going to be some sort of resolution and something is going to change after this okay and on that note uh, we're going to go to a break um, when we come back we'll be taking the questions from the listeners so stay tuned uh, and we'll be back after these messages from you the listeners
1: this is the prodigal son tom green and right now I'm having a chilled evening at home, reclining on my couch, watching Midnight in Paris, one of my favourite Woody Allen movies with a glass of whiskey and two cubes of ice. Uh, shout out to all the boys. You're listening to the Sunday Football Podcast. All
0: right. And we're back, Chiggs. You ba- yep. Yo. We're back? Yo. Yo. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're back. You got a drink first, Chiggs. What are you drinking?
1: I do. I have a I have a freshly brewed pot of coffee from my tap here. So um, shout out to Amir for getting <laughs> me into that. A co- the mom with coffee. All right, a coffee yeah.
0: all right, Chiggs, We're going to go straight in uh, to the questions from the listeners. Um, thanks again to everybody who's uh, who's uh, messaged me uh, with the questions. So first one comes from Rick, and I, I think well, that, it goes without saying. I think Rick has um, posed the best question. So are you ready, Chigs? Okay, so Rick asks, Chiggs, are you bipolar? Off the pitch... (laughs) (laughs) Off the pitch, uh, I never see you lose your your cool, apart from threatening to put someone in a body bag once, which is a different story, which is going to take too long for us to tell. But again, that was about racism, wasn't it? Just to say, wasn't it? Someone said something to Manny, didn't they?
1: Yeah. yeah, So, I mean, we won't go into the whole story, but someone basically um on a night out uh work night out basically racially abused manny and i i lost my shit you know that's the one thing i won't stand for you know um so you know i don't believe there's any tolerance for that in society and you know if someone's gonna call my mate out or something like that i'm gonna i'm gonna back him so um (laughs) i don't care if i'm gonna get my head kicked in for it the guy was a lot bigger than me but but you told him, told um, him you
0: were gonna put him in a body bag
1: yeah, and, and and he and he, he basically got shook, and he and he he had to sort of get his mate to come and take him away and protect him.
0: <laughs> brilliant, brilliant story, brilliant story. Okay, but okay, so going on. So um, Rick says, uh, "Are you bipolar? Yeah. Off the pitch, I never see you lose your cool, apart from that moment. But on the pitch, you lose a uh, if someone loses a pass, uh, you sulk worse than Josh uh, when he had been shortchanged. What can we do to help
1: your anger management issues?" <gasps> You so the yes, I yes I get frustrated at times on the pitch, right? But for me, it's because and I, I, I'll have to work <laughs> on it myself. But um, obviously, I I see the game in terms of like I like passes being played quickly, one twos into space. You know, I'm always looking for the best possible option. So. If I don't think I'm in the best possible position to score, I'm trying to set someone else up who can. Um, And at times, I probably am in a better position to score and I'll still set them up. And at times, I feel like people play with their heads down too much, right? So when you've got clear, like I'm making a run and there's a clear ball through and I don't get it, I get frustrated because I'm like, why am I making these runs? Like, Why am I getting up and down the pitch, like tracking back and forth? And yet people running down into blind alleys with the ball, Lose the ball, don't track back. You know, yeah. Like, it, it, I shouldn't <laughs> do it so much, but yeah, it's just I can't you're, help it. You know, you're
0: a winner, chicks. You can't help it. You can't help
1: it. Yeah, like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very competitive guy, and I like to win. Um, yeah, I mean, but as I say it stays on the field, right? Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah. As you say, yeah. I think I think it's my competitive fire on the on the field as opposed to being bipolar. <laughs> Is the, uh, the answer, Rick, I, I think
0: that's the best question of, of this week already from Rick. So thanks, Rick. Rick, Rick actually has another one. He says, um, So, what would you rather score the winner uh, in the last minute uh, with old man Patrick in goal, i.e., myself? So, score a last minute win against me or be known as much as a legend, uh, as more of a legend than your dad? What would you rather?
1: Um, <laughs> well, I've already done the first multiple times. And the second will never be achieved. So um, yeah, like yeah, my dad's a, an absolute baller. So yeah, if I could be more of a legend than him, then yeah, that would be okay. pretty good. Uh, Guy. Go. The
0: next the next question comes from Viv. Uh, Viv firstly
1: says, um,
0: "Congratulations with your pet winning the award. Uh, was what was the name of the award um, that they won?"
1: So Rocco was um, Rocco was voted Maidenhead's yeah, so top pet.
0: congratulations pets. for Rocco winning Maidenhead's top pet, and I'm saying inverted commas as to why that is, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> I mean, we, we didn't have you rigging the
1: votes. To be fair, so uh, I think this was, this was a clean victory for. <laughs> right. So for you the already sport. know what
0: he's alluding to there. Okay. Good. You got that. Um, so he's uh, he's asking, what <laughs> stocks should we be investing in? And also, as well, what would you say is your biggest regret on uh, on the sports field?
1: Um, <laughs> what? Well, okay, so I, I can't, I can't talk stocks. Not only because I'm not allowed to work, right, uh, but B, I probably couldn't tell you because what I do is kind right. of share agnostic. Um, so I'll just say buy the market because it's going okay. up. All right, move on to what's um, your
0: biggest regret on the on the sports field.
1: Um, biggest regret on the sports field? <sighs> Don't know. Actually, like from a, from a football perspective, I would say I, pr- I probably wish I had played for right. the uni football teams. Um, just to, you know, just to sort of say I had, um, and you know, being part of that team environment. So I probably missed that. But, you know, like since I've been at Sunday football, like I've, I've had yeah. that in abundance. So I don't think I really have any regrets. You
0: right, A player that never looks back. No real regrets. Um, Chiggs, the next question comes from your dad, Neil. I, I asked him I-, I asked him to get in touch with us. So he asked you, uh, um, what were you doing or wh- what did you do when uh, Liverpool were 3-0 down in the 2000, uh, 2005 uh Champions League final so what what were you doing and then how did you react when you guys pulled it back
1: Well, he, he knows because he was sitting there with me and this was um, probably one of the greatest nights of my life um, so obviously Champions League final 2005 um, got the whole like me, mum, dad and my sister um, watching it at home in our living room, mum's made a load of food, dad's closing the shop up and he's, he's a little bit late, and he's, we're already 2-0 down before he even gets home, you know, works across the way from the house. Um, and I've got one of my, uh, it's the second year of uni, I've got one of my most important exams right. the next day, and I, I couldn't revise all day. Like, I've just been so hyped up for the game. And 3-0 down at half-time, I've done no revision all day, and I'm basically almost in tears. I'm like, we've messed it up, I'm going to mess this exam up, um... And I was like, you know what, I'm committed now. Like, i am just got to stay and watch this. And the exam, it's too late to do any work for it. I stuck with it. And honestly, what a game, what a, what a comeback. I'm the, probably the greatest Champions League final you'll ever see. And um, so hyped from that, I ended up smashing oh, hey, hey, nice the exam on. as well. So. Nice
0: one. Great, great nice on. nice. <laughs> that was the happy ending I was hoping you were going to say, that you smashed the exam.
1: He was, awesome. yeah. It was awesome. brilliant.
0: All right. The next one comes from your boy, Manny. Uh, he asks, uh, who is your all-time favourite Sunday football player? So your all-time favourite Sunday footballer. That's his first question.
1: Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I've obviously alluded to, like, Speechley being one. Um, Bill Zimprich. Who, who, sorry? Being another, like... Phil. Phil? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil, German yeah. Phil? Like... Um, again, these guys aren't the most like technically gifted players, but I just love the way they played the game, um, the energy, the effort they brought to it. Um, probably, well, see, you know, talked about Raj, um, but I'd say probably between Teddy and Shaz, the Emperor, um, yeah, just, you know, like, back when Shaz was playing regularly and was fit and stuff, like, yeah, yeah. Berbatov, right, he's brilliant, and a lot of playing. but in Teddy, I think, I'd say, Henrique's probably more technically gifted as a player, you know, he's like one of the best players we've ever had at Sunday football, but I, I loved Teddy's energy, his enthusiasm, like, just a really nice dude, like, he would be up and down that pitch, like, I've never seen anyone like with that much energy. Like even me and Vish couldn't compare to that. Like, him yeah. up and down, and he scored some great goals, influenced great <laughs> games, and yeah, like yeah, really, really loved playing against him. And right, you know, right. on his team. Okay.
0: Um, so we've got Shake and Big, Dimitar Berbatov, Shaz, and Teddy as your all-time Sunday football uh, favorite players.
1: And, and obviously, obviously, snipers on there as well, right? Like uh, when we when we used to play, up, he is up front. We would say Keane and <laughs> Torres. Um, like that connection you know and Manny always had a, a, a knack of turning it on yes, when the did, pressure yeah. was on so like on a and then it, yeah these misses would come down and you would just bang in a hat trick and look like, like world class and we're like why can't you do this every week um, yeah so. and,
0: and his, his second question just quickly was what player in the real world do you see yourself uh, similar to what uh, What? Which, sorry? in the real world do you sort of like um, see yourself similar um, to or your game similar
1: to? I think it has to be James Milner. Um, just, yeah, that versatility, um, stamina, you know, I think I think I do all things well. I don't think I do anything amazingly. But, you know, I think, I think I'm a solid player. So if you pick me in your team, you know what you're getting. I'm all going to give you 100% effort. I'm going to you know, be up and down, uh, tactical awareness, um, you know, trying to drive the team forwards and sort of chip in where I can right. with some goals and assists. James Mil-
0: James Milner is. Well, yeah. James Milner is. All right, so next question comes from Vim. So Vim gives you a bit of a situation. So Vim says, uh, Chigs, what do you think about this? The situation is Toes is one-on-one with the keeper. Does he, A, side-foot it into the corner flag, B, turn back <laughs> – Panic and lose the ball. C. Celebrate a goal just before he misses, or celebrate as if he's going to score and then he misses. Or D. Hits his own foot and falls over. Cheers, Vim.
1: So, so th- <laughs> yeah, this, this is you, right?
0: One-on-one with the keeper. Which Which one of those four options are you going for?
1: I, I can see you <laughs> doing all four of those. I think I have seen you do all four of those. Um, but... I'd probably say you're more likely to side foot <laughs> it into the corner, mate. Corner flag. You just just panic, mate. You you get a nosebleed <laughs> when you're that far it, up the pitch. It's
0: terrible. And, and I used to think of myself as a forward. That's what's so that's what's so terrible about it, is that it's so far removed now. Yeah, I
1: have never seen it, mate. I've never, yeah, I I heard these rumors about you back in the day and a Tuesday football. Never seen it, mate.
0: You saw on Tuesday,
1: Dennis, but that's
0: another story. Okay, Emran, Emran asks. Uh, Emran says, "Look, chicks. Firstly, props to you as a fellow Angel FC captain. Uh, he says James Milner is a great player who can go, who who is underrated. Who do you uh, think is Liverpool's most underrated player in the nineties or two thousand and why? So in the nineties and two thousands, who do you think was Liverpool's most underrated player?"
1: Um, in the 90s, so I'm going to give you a guy, um, probably one of my favorite players growing up as well. Oh, yeah. was, uh, Rob Jones, right back, wasn't he? He, was a, he was a right back, um, came from Crewe. This guy was fantastic, you know. Like, when I say like I, I was a right back, it's kind of you know, watching guys like him um, play. and For me, he would have been England's right back over Gary Neville if he hadn't had the injury issues. I know it's not this not a Liverpool mm-hmm. Man United thing, like. I think Gary Neville was a very, very good right back. Um, played under you know he wouldn't have played for that long under Fergie if he hadn't been. But I just think Rob Jones unfortunately suffered in injury, but he he was ex- he yeah, he would have been England's right back. Uh, and the 2000s, 2000s uh, Javier Alonso.
0: underrated,
1: right? definitely. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's only really, like, when he left, like, people start going, oh, like, this guy was amazing. Like, we didn't really appreciate, like, how good this guy was and his ability to control the tempo. I mean, obviously, Liverpool fans loved him, but, you know, like, the fact that Rafa was trying to get rid of him to bring in Gareth Barry, and I, I understand why, but, you know, like, his class, right? Like, he's obviously won the Champions League with Madrid, and um, he's played by Bayern Munich, and what he did at Liverpool Champions League, like, just absolute, one of my favourite players of all time. You know, just that was gutting that time because obviously
0: Arsenal were in for him, and Arsenal again another occasion of why Wenger oh. didn't pull the trigger and just get Alonso. That would have changed our destiny mean, so much.
1: Criminal, right? absolutely criminal. Yeah, why you didn't get him? Ridic- you, yeah. Yes, Arsenal's just-
0: best. Yes, really, he did. Okay, anyway, that's a separate subject. Sorry, I could do a whole podcast about me and Arsenal Wenger, but that's not what we're here for. It's Sunday football. It's you guys. Uh, and uh, last thing Emeran says is if a club wins the league and their fans aren't there does it even count wink wink
1: (laughs) (laughs) well I mean Man City have won the league uh, last few times right they don't really have any fans in the stadium so um, (laughs) uh, of course it does mate if if a tree falls in the woods it still falls and no one hears it it still falls doesn't
0: it so (laughs) 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 okay
1: I, I honestly, like I, I just want this season to be done with. Just to give us, get us the league done. And, and to be honest, right, if they avoided the league, like if we couldn't finish the season, unfortunately, and then this, this is weird. Like, I would actually say well, we I, shouldn't be awarded I agree the league with
0: that. Me, perfect.
1: Because we, yeah, like you can't have a season where you like you go. Well, this team won the league, but no one's got Champions League place, and these guys didn't get relegated. Like you, are, you either finish it or you don't, and. I'm just glad they're going to finish it, and if we <laughs> if we blow it from here, it'll be devastating. But at least like it's on you, right? Like, um. yeah, I think that's the main thing. I'm just glad they're going to finish it, and then we can be crowned the champions, hopefully, and good stuff, put it to bed. Stuff. All right, uh, Raji, babe, your fellow midfielder
0: uh, and assist king rival. He asks, I've seen you play some great games up top at centre mid on the wings and at the back. So where do you feel your best position is? Um, so let's say more in, in terms of Sunday football. Where What's your best position uh, and which uh, which you play the best, basically?
1: Um, I would say my best position at Sunday football is left, right. left wing. Um, sort of attacking left winger. Um, just the ability to then cut in uh, from that side or, you know, I used to do the sort of Suarez on Ricky a lot where I'd get the ball and just drag it straight past him um make him look silly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, if, if I've got, you know, um, in a team where, like, say, Raj, um, back in there, yeah, had like Rez and uh, Vish these kind of guys in midfield that can kind of control the midfield and get me the ball in good positions, I think, yeah, that's definitely my... Uh, because obviously I can then drive with the ball, get shots off, assist, play, play one twos, and also get right. back and help right. in defence as well. Okay,
0: All right. Next question comes from Raz. Um, you've kind of answered your sort of like all-time MEF Sunday players, so I wouldn't ask you that. So just a quick shout. Any favourite Tuesday, Tuesday uh, MEF Tuesday players?
1: Um, Anis. I know uh, this is a funny one because um, you always thought I would. Shout out to Andy who he ever hears this. But I, um, I thought the
0: two of you were incompatible. And I it, it's 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 amazing to see that you the two of you are very compatible. But there you go. What do I know?
1: Yeah, because like again, like he his work rate is excellent, right? So he'll track you all over the pitch. And, and I, I like that, you know. Like, um, yeah, at times, you know, he'll play with his head down a bit, but weirdly, like with, with me, like we actually pass the ball to each to each other quite a bit. Um other sort of Tuesday football of uh, Satch. I think Satch is, um, you know, I alluded to it earlier, but Satch is um, very underrated. Scores goals, influences games. He he actually does work hard, and yeah, I like. He, I think he understands how the game plays. So like, I like being on his team because you know, like he doesn't always get it right, but he acknowledges it and he'll try and sort of make up for it and and he and i've seen games where sat absolutely dominates you know whoever's in defense and he scores goals and right. games.
0: Brad also has a second bit to his question.
1: Uh, if you can answer this one quickly he says um,
0: second second is, who do you least like being on a team with and he says you need to name names uh, <laughs> but you can't include him as that's sort not of acceptable. <laughs> um so
1: this is going to be a controversial. I think I've already I've told this to him before and this is no slight on him as a player because I think he's one of the best players at Sunday football. It's Tom Green. You know, like like Lampard and Gerrard never really clicked for England. Um, like, I think Tom Green's fantastic, you know, in terms of as a, as a attacking goal threat, probably unrivaled at Sunday football. A really good technical player. But I just find, like, we tend to take up the same right, positions, right, make the right. same runs... Um, we just kind of get in each other's way a little bit, and that's how, you're like, thank you, wrong, I can play on his team, but I feel like we don't bring the best out in each other. But again, that, that's not to say I don't think he's a fantastic player. So, like, that's not what I'm saying at all. I just just feel like my game doesn't mesh necessarily right. I'm, I'm the way we the play.
0: I'm from my brow that my prodigal son has not been. He's uh, not been thrown to the in the mud. So that's that's all good for me. That- Good for me. Oh, never, uh, never. next question comes from Praxy Babe. Shout out to Prax. Uh Baby Prax uh Baby Daddy Prax. Um
1: okay, so again. Prax
0: asks, again uh, as a resident party animal, uh where would you want the Sunday football uh Marlen tour to go to? So where where would you want our our away tour to be, chicks?
1: Uh obviously I if I, I could I'd say you, Vegas. You've got, a,
0: you've got your own personal <laughs> Vegas passport. So of course you're going to say that.
1: I mean, a lot of us have all been to Vegas. You know, because some of the Sunday football boys have all been to Vegas together, obviously on Bees Stag and stuff. Um, you know, I thought it'll be awesome, right? You know, we do do a tournament out there, score the Yanks, and how we how we do the <laughs> the uh, soccer, <laughs> and then we can hit it up in Vegas afterwards. Um, otherwise, I think somewhere in Spain, like Marbella, kind of Malaga, kind of way.
0: I think Vegas would be a dream as well. I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going to my beer, but that's a different story. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The last uh, uh, practice second part is he asked a tough one, Actually, uh, I think. He says, would you rather be at the Super Bowl uh, for your NFL team, whichever one that may be, or the Champions League final for Liverpool? Which would you rather be in?
1: So I was lucky enough last year to be able to do both, actually. I was in Madrid for the Liverpool Spurs Champions League final and luckily managed to get a ticket for it so I was there with Manny um, and Jace and a few other mates but yeah me and Manny were in the stadium and got to witness that and then I was at the Super Bowl um, just gone in February in Miami and as a spectacle it is the best thing I've ever been to in my life but if I had to choose one, I would say I would still always take watching Liverpool win the champ like win the Champions League. Um is yeah, okay well, would be my choice. You, yeah. <clears throat> the love of football
0: still rules then, chicks, and you thank goodness. Thank goodness for that.
1: The thing is, like, because I don't have a team in NFL, right? It's a little bit different. I just love the spectacle of the sport. But like I was I was at the um Europa League final where we lost to Seville. Yeah, it was in Basel yeah. um, a few years ago. And honestly, like, it was so emotional. It like, really gets to you, right? Like, we see 1-0 up, Sturridge scored, and ended up losing 3-1. And I started crying, not when we lost at the end of the game, but when they started setting up the the journalist yeah. bit where they were going to take the photos of the the podium and stuff. And it sort of hit me then, and I, I started welling <laughs> up. it was like... And that's the Europa League
0: final, right? Like, hey, Yeah, hey, that's hey, the we football, there it, like... it, it all hurts, mate. It all hurts. It all hurts any final that you lose. It all mm-hmm. hurts. Okay, the last <laughs> question comes from Satch. We, we've talked already a bit about your fitness, so I won't go into that one. So sorry, Satch, but I will go into Satch's second question, which he says, <clears throat> if the NWO played TNT and you had to choose between the NWO winning or TNT uh, losing, uh, which would it be and why? Uh, and he says here, and the options have been vetted, Uh, only one of them can be chosen, refuse to answer, and it means that you rate Nicky Butt as better than Steven Gerrard, so he's kind of pushing you for an answer
1: I mean Satch, you need to probably take your medicine mate Um, Nicky Butt (laughs) Um, so so it's always a question, would I rather the NWO or TNT win? I mean, I'll tell you now. The Empire oversees all of this, so you know, as long as you fall into line under Emperor Shaz, you're all good. But uh, out of the two, I'd probably say—and this is not me aligning myself with anyone because I'm an emperor. I'm an Empire boy, but NWA just because I I tend to play better with the guys uh, in that in that thing, and a lot of those guys play on the Uh, on the Empire, so. Uh, I would
0: say Satch for sure. Obviously, yeah, Artish was uh, in that Empire one, I think. And maybe Neil as well. I can't remember if Vim was involved in that game, actually. But, yeah, I would say most of them are Empire boys. So, yeah, okay, that's pretty – all right, that's pretty understandable. No hard feelings, Jigs. No hard feelings. No (laughs) hard Basically,
1: I just (laughs) want to be against you, So
0: uh... (laughs) Okay. Well, boys, thanks very much for your questions there. That's the end of the questions round. Chiggs, we're about to go to a break, but I believe me and you have a song to sing, don't we, Chiggs, uh, which kind of resembles oh, mate, your... Really meant to be a karaoke, mate. Yeah, mate, we've got to oh, sing well, it. it. They've got to understand my love for you and this song. So you ready? We'll do it one, two, three, and we go into it. So one, two, three. I just want to stop. Oh, thank you, baby. I just want to stop. Ooh, do, do, do. how sweet it is to be loved by you <laughs> all right chicks. uh we're going to a break guys we'll be back uh after these uh, another message from your sunday football colleagues see you then
1: this is emran the beard chowdhury hope you guys are keeping well I'm here playing a bit of poker to get me through the lockdown. Um, as always, my trusty cup of Yorkshire tea, that's milk and no sugar. And you're here listening to the Sunday Football Podcast.
0: All right, Chiggs, we're back. How are you? All right, this, this yeah, a, all kids, all, all kids. This is the edition of the Sunday Football Podcast. chigs. we are going to play the new game, which is called Who Am I? So... Uh, we're already. This is pretty much a long podcast, so I want to try and keep this as quickly as I can. So basically, here's the premise of the game, chicks. I you need to guess these five players based on uh, a description of them, right? I can only describe the players uh, three words to describe the player, right? It's going to be done by my randomizer. So one word to describe their position, one word to describe their personality and one word to describe their physical attribute, right? And from that, you've got to guess who it is, okay? You ready? All right. All right, first player. Yep. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Forward. Arrogant. Yep. Skillful.
1: Yep. And this is current current Sunday football. football. it
0: helps, go into the... um... If you can, just go into the WhatsApp group and you can have everybody there. No, it, it, okay. it's fine. Uh, that'll be T. All right. Next. Hmm. Jeez. Uh, Withdrawn forward in terms of position. Sorry, that had to be two. Okay. Personality, I okay. would say. <laughs> Quiet. Physical attribute. Michael. Okay. Like... Sneaky.
1: <laughs> Sneaky. Withdrawn forward. Quiet. Mm-kay.
0: Tom Green. I'll reveal who all of these were in a moment, so hang on a second. Okay. Uh, next. Oh, God, this is going to be difficult. Uh, position defender. Personality... A, a nice guy uh, physical attribute uh, <laughs> I can't uh, uh, tackles 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 well <laughs> sorry uh... this one's hard I have to say this
1: one... I mean I would have said Rick but you said nice Rick. guy so that rules him out um I'm gonna go with Emran.
0: Alright. Okay, next. Oh Jesus Christ. Position uh goalkeeper.
1: Because oh yeah, by the way, the, the last one, tackles Ooh. well, I mean that rules you out from that. So uh
0: <laughs> position, uh goalkeeper, personality, uh quiet, physical attribute, uh strong. Mosh. All right. And last but not least. All right. Here we go. Position midfielder, personality determined, physical attributes paceless. Raj. Okay. All right, so Chiggs, I'm going to exclusively <laughs> reveal that uh, number one was Cal. Cal. What's
1: the
0: number one was? Uh, number two was
1: okay. Alok. Well, was I was actually reading it now. I was like, oh, that's okay, so probably Alok. Yeah,
0: okay. I was thinking that was tough. Number three was Lorenko that's tough because he's only just started okay. and you got the next two right, you got Mosh right yeah. and you got Raj right so yeah, well done there, good good good, so you got two out of five so well <laughs> done Chiggs is on the leaderboard uh, two out of five for no, for who am I, so after this quick break, uh, we're going to be playing uh, Chiggs' sorry is Cala
1: forward? is Cali forward?
0: wouldn't you say? midfielder, I don't know
1: I don't know I think, I think the midfielder he, seems, he drives very well from midfield and he's got a good shot on right, him I'd, I, I'd, I'd say he's that, more of a midfielder that's my bad, then but... in,
0: that case. That's my bad in that case okay alright don't embarrass don't embarrass me on my own <laughs> show Chigs. alright we're, we're going to go to a quick break. when <laughs> we're back Chigs will be revealing his uh, his 8 to 1 in terms of strikers we we'll are playing high five and throw pie and then Chigs will be telling us about his outro music so stay tuned we'll be back after this short message All right, Chiggs, and we're back. So, Chiggs, tell us uh, your game at the start of this podcast. You had eight very good forwards from the Marlend Sunday football um, history. Um, so how are you arranging those guys, Chiggs?
1: It's, this is actually really difficult, but um, I'll start with the easy one. So Adam Smith comes in number eight because I don't view him as a Correct. forward. He was a midfielder for me. Uh, number seven will be Greg the Baker Um, again long time ago he he was decent you know big strong guy up front but you know you you kind of knew what he was going to do it was a bit like when you put like Wayne up front you know you just knew you kind of knew what you're getting with him this is where it gets quite difficult Um, yeah I'm gonna have to go number six in terms of striker Probably sniper, sniper. just because of the inconsistency. Like, the funny thing is, when sniper's on his game, sniper could easily come in at number one. When sniper's having one of his airgun games, he could come yeah. in at number nine on this list, you know? Like, um, yeah, and he, and he hasn't played for ages, so I'm gonna go right. with sniper at it. six. Sorry, bro. Um, I'm gonna go with right. Vito veto at number five. Again, I think I think Vito's an excellent striker. Probably the best movement I've seen of anyone right. at Sunday football. Um, but found it difficult when found it difficult to play with him at times. Um, and he he gets very <laughs> I mean, I'm not one to talk, but he, he he got he got very frustrated a lot, you know. So and then he, then he'll just drop back and you'll just kind of let his head drop Hold a bit and he would moan black. a bit. So yeah, okay. um, I know, I know, I know. Um, Satch comes in at number four yeah. for me. I think again he's underrated, but um, yeah, I, I like playing on Satch's team, and you know he's probably one of the funniest guys at Sunday football. So and obviously organizing and stuff. Just you know, shout out to you guys for obviously everything you guys do for Sunday football. Top um, three. And then top, the top three, I'm gonna go with.
0: Ooh. Shaz
1: at number three. Ooh, not expecting that. Okay, Shaz at number three. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one, but hey, I mean, obviously, I, I, I think Shaz is fantastic. Um, again, it just comes from he doesn't play as much now. But are back in the day when he was. He was. He was excellent. Um, right. Number two will be Wedge. Um, I think Wedge was probably one of the best players we've ever had at Sunday football as well. He had the sort of technicality and the physicality. But the one thing for me that I loved about the way he played was he knew when to beat a man and do a skill, and he knew when to give a pass as well. So, like, his actual game intelligence is very good. That's
0: following on from Raj's podcast uh, two weeks ago. But, yep, okay. And number one?
1: Um, Number one will be Zam Zam. Uh, I haven't seen a finisher as clinical as him um, at Sunday yeah. Football. When, I don't think we will. He was, yeah. and he was when a, you have a striker. We coined
0: his finish after him. When you the Zaman, that finish, that just shows you.
1: That's it, right? I mean, yeah, you got Zaman's finish. With, um, yeah, he's just excellent. Obviously, you yeah, had Shazzy, Shaken Bake as well. With the old sort of flip-flop. But... Um, Yes, yes, you know, maybe it's a bit of nostalgia, it's sort all of rose tinted from back in that era, but yeah, the other exams, yeah, stand out for me. What oh, yeah, one, two, and three I, you could I, be I, interchangeable, I, probably. I, I
0: perhaps thought Vito would be in the top three. I actually thought your three would be probably Vito at three, Shaz at two, and Zaman at one. So I knew you were gonna, I, I knew Zaman would be number one, but uh, I'm a bit shocked that uh, well, not shocked, but yeah, it, it's a bit. Not what I was expecting. This Shaz being number three and Wedge being number two. But hey, great list of strikers. Great list of strikers. I gave you a tough game, Chiggs. Yeah, I gave yeah it a tough one. that Okay, so Chiggs, yeah. We're coming to the end of the show, uh, and it's that game, uh, it's that time of, the ti- time of the day, time of the show rather, when we talk about giving someone a high five and uh, throwing a pie at someone. So who are you giving a high five to in the Sunday football universe? Uh, I'm going
1: to give a high five to wow. you, Toys. I, uh, you know, I don't think you get too much love here, <laughs> yeah, mate. But you know, my twin brother. Um, massively appreciate it, obviously, um, support you giving me coming into Sunday football. Um, see so the all the nights out and the debriefs and all the rivalries I had over the years and stuff. And you know, um, yeah, great, great job, and keep it up, mate. And you yeah, know, don't think about retiring anytime soon.
0: Don't worry, Shiggy. No, no one's going to make me retire. No one's going to make me retire. <laughs> Sandra, okay, and uh, Siggs, who, who are you throwing a pie at? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, definitely Ricky uh, but When we get back on the pitch bitch, I'm going to absolutely ruin you, so uh, better get, uh, right, better so get ready for that, Rick He's
0: throwing a high five to me, and he's throwing a pie to Rick so uh, he's keeping it in he's keeping it in the, the, the what's it called, uh, he's keeping it in the family <laughs> just keep it in the family. Oh good. Uh Jigs, uh song two by Blur. It's your outro tune. Tell us why this song's important to you.
1: Um I used to play a lot of video games. I well, still do play a lot of video games. Um, but you know, obviously from FIFA ninety-seven, uh one of the best football games ever made. Um that era of football, one of my favourite eras of football, and just a great tune. You know, we used to do it for karaoke and it's a real sort of Great energy, uh, you know, pump you was up. From
0: which FIFA was it? Was it ninety-seven or ninety-eight? I, 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 I think it was, right. I think yeah, it was FIFA was like, ninety-seven. I think that's when FIFA really sort of like took off in terms of the graphics and in terms of the music yeah. and the commentary and whatnot. I think that's when it really, you know, really went on the ascent. That game. So yeah, that's a iconic song. Well, Chig, yeah. thanks very much. Thanks very much for coming on the Sunday Football Podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on,
0: mate. Um I look forward to seeing everyone on the uh, on the pitch right, soon. Take care. And uh we're we're listening out with bye. song two from Blur. Take it easy, guys. Bye bye.